When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. We are a generation of experiences. You can take your stuff, but give us our memories and our experiences that are going to last for a lifetime. The stuff that we can sink our teeth into and we can go back to over and over again. We're also a generation of innovation and technology. And our podcast guest today, Mimi Chan from Little Fun, she decided one day, you know what, I'm going to throw out the old school savings bond idea from our grandparents. I mean, do we even know what savings bonds are anymore? And she wanted to bring innovation and simplicity to gift giving for kids of the future. I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're saying we can wave bye bye to savings bonds of the past and say hello to modern savings for kids with Mimi Chan. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. So I've had an interesting couple of weeks. I'm hoping that yours have been much better than mine have been. I woke up a couple Saturdays ago and I could not hear anything through my left ear. Like nothing. It was just like someone had come and flipped a switch And the entire left side of my head had been turned off. It's the most bizarre, surreal, unexplicable feeling to not be able to hear through one ear. 
So the last few weeks have been doctor's appointments and doctor's appointments to try and figure out what in the world might possibly be wrong with me. And we haven't figured out anything yet. I had a flu shot a couple of days before. We don't know if it has something to do with that or crossing all my fingers and hoping it's not something more serious. So if you're the praying type or the good wishes type of person, I would love for you to send any positivity my way while I'm trying to figure this out and trying to run a business and of course trying to continue to bring you amazing podcast content. It's a little interesting to do interviews with one ear, I must say. It's a little interesting to podcast hearing through one ear, but we're doing it. We're making the best of it. I'm adjusting now to this new very strange sense of normal that I have and hoping and praying, of course, that one day my ear decides to just magically open and all of a sudden I can hear again and I have perfect balance and life goes back to how it was before. But if it doesn't, I've decided that I'm going to use this experience to push myself to push myself to really define what I want to focus on and also to focus better to drown out the very strange noise that is coming through my left ear that sounds like a mix between a high-pitched noise and also static on the TV, to use that to my advantage to be hyper-focused. So I've had a really, really fascinating couple of weeks. But you know what? We're here. We're doing it. We're podcasting and I... Thank you for tuning in and listening, and like I said before, we have amazing content coming at you in the next few weeks. All the way through the new year, we have an incredible challenge coming to you in the beginning of the new year, so I'm excited for all of that that is is coming ahead. So today's episode was inspired by an Ask Shauna question, and this one was sent in by Derek. And Derek says, hey Shauna, I love the podcast, and I've been listening for a while now. Honestly, I did not like to think or talk about money before I started listening, and now I go around quoting episodes and throwing out what I learned to all my friends. They're probably a little annoyed by now, but I think I'm helping a lot of people. Thank you for opening up my thinking about money. It's helped me and my partner a ton, and we had a baby this year, so now I'm thinking about everything so differently. I really wanted to give my daughter a cool gift for the holidays, but I don't want to buy her the same old stuff. I want to give her something for the future, something that will impact her. Do you have any ideas other than contributing to a 529 plan, which we're already doing? We'd love for our grandparents and anybody else to be able to gift easily as well to her for her future. Great question, Derek, and I'm so excited that now you're excited to think and talk about money. That is the ultimate goal I have for this podcast. If nothing else, it's just for you to have a positive relationship around money, to be thinking about money differently, and hopefully to inspire people around you to do the same as well, to not be mired in the stress and the fear and the shame, the guilt and all those negative emotions, but to really see how you could empower yourself and you can take these small little steps and really big changes start happening in your finances and your goals and your life. And this is not just stuff like I'm blowing out at you. This is stuff that has impacted me, that has changed my life. So I know if it's changed my life, it certainly can hopefully change somebody else's life. 
But this is a great question. I think about this all the time when I'm giving gifts to friends who have kids. I'm always trying to think of what is something different I can do where I'm not just giving them a toy or a new playset or something, you know, clothes or something that is not going to be useful for them in a while. How can I give them something really positive for their future? And there are lots of things you can do. I think it depends on what your goal is for savings and funding goals in the future, how you want to use your gift. There's everything from life insurance to, of course, you mentioned 529 giving. You can even give stock. There's a company called Stockpile where you can give fractional shares of stock to a child or really to anyone. That's kind of an interesting gift. I'll make sure and put a link in the show notes. And then there's everything from giving gifts like Little Fund and our podcast guest today, Mimi Chan. You know, Mimi had a child and she's a millennial and she thought, you know, I want to give my child an experience. I want to give them something really powerful. But there weren't many options out there for gift getting in a really easy, technology savvy, innovative way. And so she thought, well, why not just change it? Why not just throw out the old school savings bond way of giving savings gifts to children and come up with something that is more innovative and that will meet the goals. And so that's what inspired her to start Little Fun, which is just, it's a financial gifting platform that makes it easy for family and friends to give savings towards goals and dreams for your children. It's that simple. It doesn't have to be revolutionary, but it's a way to give gifts that I think is really powerful. So Derek, you might check out Little Fund as well. And anybody else who's looking for a unique gift-giving option, I think that this is such a powerful way. I know there's already four or five different kids of friends that I have thought of, okay, this is a powerful way to give gifts for the holidays. And it's something that's going to positively impact their future. And How cool would it be? I mean, you probably don't think it's cool now when you're a kid, but how cool would it be if when you turn 20 or you graduated college or you turn 30, I don't care what the age is, suddenly you found this pot of money. And with this pot of money, you could do lots of things. You could start a business. You could travel abroad. You could pay off debt. You could put it towards your down payment on your home. I mean, I don't know about you, but I would have loved to have something like that. All right, Mimi, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today, and I understand this is your first podcast ever, so welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Hopefully, we'll we'll make this a good podcast experience for you. I always... Whenever I have a you know podcast virgin, <laughs> I know it can be a little intimidated, but um, but I, I love having conversations, and so uh, I think this is just such a great topic. I can't wait to to talk about this. Ah, I'm excited to also talk about it. Um, I just think that it's something that needs to be talked about too. So thank you again. Absolutely. You know, I I, I think what really caught me is. You know, if we're thinking about like our our grandparents, they used to use savings bonds, and I think millennials now are, are might even be thinking, "What is a savings bond? We we don't use those anymore." Or you might have some old ones that maybe a grandparent gave us, but that was certainly kind of like the old school way of of giving gifts and saving money for the future. But I know you started Little Fund really to bring innovation and technology to children's gift giving and build a whole new system of gift giving so we could have strong financial futures. I'd love to start out with 
you know, why do you think gift getting needed this evolution? Well, for starters, exactly what you said, you know, savings bonds are no longer supported. It's kind of funny. That was actually my first introduction to uh, the gift of savings from someone other than, you know, my own parents talking about money in the house. It, it was something that I will never forget. I received a savings bond from my school. I won the citizenship award in first grade and they presented me with this $100 savings bond. And I just remember how cool that felt. And also, and, and I, was, I was in first grade. It was crazy. I was in first grade. I remember how cool that felt. I didn't really understand what it was, but I just knew that this was something that was gifted to me. And it was that these people, my school and the teachers that were surrounding me telling me that, hey, we believe in you. We believe in the future for you. And we know that you're going to make it to college one day. That's what we hope that you'll use this for. And so for now, this is going to sit very safely for you until you're ready. So that, that, the symbol behind that now looking back is about this, um, this, this potential that someone else was uh, investing in me. And so in building Little Fun, that was really like, you know, that was kind of like part of the inspiration as to what I wanted to do was to be able to find a modern way to like, to share the inspiration of what a gift could mean. And, um, and because, you know, a gift is also a way to show love and appreciation. It's, it's a symbol and it's a bond, but it has, it's changed. The, uh, the way gifting has changed is that today it's become more about the stuff and the sentiment. So really I wanted to pull us back to what, you know, the gift really is meant to be and how we could like continue to gift in a way that is inspiring as a savings bond, um, for children and really why we needed this you know this new evolution of gift giving was because there's this whole new set of millennial millennials that are becoming parents there's actually over 60 million of us becoming new parents and um you know we've kind of been burned from our past uh we've, we've taken on financial burdens that um have now forced us to think about what it is that we want to you know, do for our children and how we don't want history to repeat itself. Um, we want to think about building that solid financial foundation as early as possible. That includes not only the money we're setting aside, but really how do we build in the financial awareness and capability for our children to one day manage that future for themselves? And there's no real clear answer to that. Um, and that's what I figured out when I became a parent, like there was no real clear answer to that. There was this black box that people call the savings account, um, which, you know, nowadays we don't even go to our banks anymore. So how were we going to basically instill this idea of modern financial awareness to our children and to set them on the right path? And it was really more, and I saw it as a problem of more helping parents do that so that they could help their children um, because it's an overwhelming type of, of thing to think about. So, um, and along with that, many of the family financial options today are antiquated, they're restrictive or they're complicated. Um, you know, they're, it, that causes delays or inaction by parents. And if savings bonds are no longer supported, which used to be the easiest way to give that gift of savings, then what options do we have? And that's where Little Fun steps in 
We want to take the worry out of, you know, a lot of the things that I just mentioned. We are doing it with our savings-oriented gifts to get parents started on this path effortlessly. We want to make the money talk friendly and very real for every family. And we do this by combining behavioral economics along with the recent technological innovation in banking and finance and, um, and, and also doing it against you know, this massive, massive cultural shift away from hyper-consumerism. We've like really aligned all three of those things into a product that uh, is what Little Fund is. It's a gifting platform for uh, family and friends to give the gift of saving. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. 
I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money Under Podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money Under Podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. You know what's not so smart? Hoping you're going to win the lottery so you stop saving for retirement. 
And it's probably also not so smart to let your friends pick your karaoke song. I'm just saying. When we were looking to hire someone at Millennial Money, we had no idea where to look to find good candidates for the job, and we ended up wasting a ton of time. And we didn't find a good employee after all that time. That's also not so smart. But you know what is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash MyMoney to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful matching technology scans through thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and then actively invites them to apply so you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. The rating system comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a thousand reviews. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash MyMoney. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash MyMoney. ZipRecruiter is seriously the smartest way to hire. So I remember so clearly walking into day two of my job at a mortgage company and my boss said, okay, now you're in charge of all of our email marketing and the email marketing for the rest of our real estate partners. I was like, what? I had no idea even where to begin and I had just quite a freak out moment. And we're all bound to face these unexpected hurdles at work and I know you can relate, but you don't have to let finding the right software be one of them. With 2019, yes, Can you actually believe it? 2019 fast approaching. You don't have time for these unexpected hurdles to derail you in your career. You can find the software you need fast with Captera's new free ebook, The Big Book of Free Software, which you can download for free at captera.com slash my money. So what is Captera? Well, captera.com is the free resource to help you find the software you need for your business. I mean, they have everything. With helpful information on over 300 different software tools, their big book of free software can help you find completely free tool to test today. And yes, it's absolutely free, so you won't have to ask your boss for a penny or drain your business account. Whether you're looking for a new project management tool, recruiting software, or email marketing solution like I was, Captera's big book of free software has something for you. Visit captera.com slash mymoney today to get your free copy of the big book of free software. That's captera, C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash mymoney, captera.com slash mymoney. You said so many great gems in there. First off, if somebody gave me a savings bond when I was in first grade, I'm not sure I would have the wherewithal to save it for college. So big kudos to you for that. Well, my mom, my mom took it. My mom took it. <laughs> so big kudos to her putting it somewhere. Which, but I, I never knew where she put it. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, and two, you said, you know, we're not, we're not going to the bank anymore, which is very true. I don't remember the last time I actually went to the bank. We have mobile check deposit. We can do everything online. And if you look at the, the national statistics of saving. We aren't saving either. So I think there's an overall trend of not saving, but I love the idea because I think it's so powerful. Anytime I'm thinking of a gift for a friend's child or something like that, I'm always trying to think of what is a unique thing that I can do that maybe they can't play with right now, but in the future, there is something in there that is powerful for their financial future. So I think that that is 
it's a really innovative concept. And you, you talked about millennials and how millennials are really leading this change. What do you think it is about millennials? Is it really just that desire to have these experiences and then trickling that concept down to children? Or, or what do you think is kind of leading this charge? Yeah, like I said, there has been this massive cultural shift away from hyper-consumerism. But let's take a few steps back before that, too, where, you know, we are digital natives. We are used to giving um, money to one another online. We've beca- that's become very familiar to us. Venmo kind of opened up those doors for us, making it very easy and friendly to pay each other back. Uh, e-commerce, shopping online has given us the comfortability of making, you know, payments to vendors online. And, um, and then there's things like crowdfunding that have also opened up our, our hearts to giving money to strangers. And so this interaction of online money exchange has really paved the path for something like Little Fun to exist. And before, you know, before parenthood, there is the whole, this life stage that, you know, many of my friends have either, you know, already been through, like myself, which is, you know, newlywed stage. We were using, um, uh, many of my friends, including myself, were using cash registries. And so, again, there's this whole idea of interacting online and, um, and then using money not only as a way to pay for things, but then now using money as a gift. I think that that's really important to think about how the money is now socially accepted as a gift. It used to be, you know, this thing of taboo or only Eastern countries were uh, gifting money as a as a as a gift, but now it's moved into Western culture. It's become the norm. It's become something that we are open to. So there's that massive cultural shift, and then there's the other piece of that, which is you know we are an experience driven uh, generation. We pride ourselves in the experiences that we accumulate not on the things that we accumulate. We're seeing a lot of startups popping up around the experience uh, that are experience-based. Like, you know, you could even call Airbnb an experience-based type of platform. And we, uh, that's, you know, or, or, you know, another word for that would be also like a shared economy. We're wanting to own less. And so these cultural trends that we're seeing aren't, you know, at first we thought that they were trends, but they're really here to stay. People are okay with um, not owning. They're okay with sharing resources and they're uh, okay with uh, giving money as as the easiest way to be able to gift that experience. Like you, you know, I will give you the money because what I'm doing when I'm giving you money is I'm giving you the resource and the time and the freedom to think about how you're going to use that money for that special experience that only you know and only you can like figure out that you want to take on. Like that's what I want to do when I'm giving you this this um, this financial contribution. So it's about you know us now like having a really new perspective around money, and that's what's exciting about you know us being in this new generation of values and needs and 
then living that way, choosing that lifestyle and wanting to pass that on to our children. Like we don't want to change the way we're living. We're already living like that. That's, you know, what we're choosing to live or that's how we've chosen to live. So now that we're bringing children into this world, we're going to continue that lifestyle. And it just makes sense that like, you know, we don't want more toys. We don't want more things that could potentially go unused. We actually want to do the, the things that the gift was intended to do, which is to help raise our children to be better at anything, to be better at either a sport, be better at, um, to go to a, you know, better college or anything like that. Like we want to be able to use those resources in a way that will actually be beneficial to our children and to raise them as the leaders that we hope them to be. I'm trying to figure out the the right way I want to phrase this question, but you made a really powerful point there. And it's something I talk about a lot on the podcast, which is really we're redefining what being wealthy means, what what wealth means, what it looks like, what the stuff we have, does that define wealth? Does that not define wealth? And for me, it's particularly interesting to look at even the younger millennial generation that that really is changing, I think, we're almost going backwards a little bit, but in a very progressive way to what wealth looks like. Do you think that this has sort of happened on the whole because of what we saw happen in 2008, 2009, and just the greed and excess? Or do you think there's something else that maybe has come along and has changed that definition? Yeah, I think it it is. I think it is. um, It does have something to do with, you know, that financial that financial burden that we were living through. I mean, I lived through it. I was in the real estate industry before I had started Pencils of Promise. Um, I, you know, I definitely felt the burn of what had happened. And I saw the crumbling of the real estate industry and the greed that went into it. And so I think that um, it's really just going back to basics. Like what really matters most? Like in the end, after all of all of you know all of the things washed away, after all of the things that we had accumulated washed away, and we realized that you know the it it wasn't you know the money that was left. It was it was our friends, it was our connections, it was the the memories that we had, the experiences that we had. Those were things that could never be taken away from us. I think like that just made us realize what was most important in life. Um, I also just personally, you know, have been through a few, a few setbacks from, you know, as of a few years ago, my parents, my family home burned down and. Oh my gosh. Completely, completely to the ground. We, there was nothing left. There were no, but, you know, so in the end, that also made me think, you know, what is it that really matters most? You know, you can't take. There aren't things that you can, you know, you're not going to be able to take your things to the grave. We've heard that before. Um, you're, what, what really matters most? And the thing that I kept coming back to was, you know, the experiences that I had. Like, even though I didn't have the photos, albums anymore of, you know, us going to Disneyland or doing any of that, like those gifts, those experiences that my parents had given me were always going to be in my heart. And they were always going to be in my mind. And those were things that I could also pass on to my child. And so that reset, you know, that correction in the financial markets, there was also this correction in our values as millennials. And then it was also like, you know, 
where did the greed get us? It didn't get us anywhere. Um, so I definitely think that that uh, played a big part in um, resetting all of our all of our values and um, prioritizing, most importantly. And as parents now, that's enabled us to really think about what matters most. And um, and and this and I know as a parent, I don't want my child growing up with a sense of entitlement either. You know, that's probably what led to a lot of the greed and uh, the, the pitfalls that we saw in the financial crisis. It's, you know, it's going back to basics and um, knowing what enough is and then also living our lives so that we enrich ourselves with, through learning and through experience and exploration. That's what we want for ourselves and that's what we want for our children. Wow. I, I mean, that is... I've only known a few friends who have lived through a childhood home being burnt down or something like that. And that is just an incredible experience. And then on top of it, you, your childhood was very fascinating. You you grew up in a refugee camp in Philippines. Uh, Your parents escaped Vietnam. You moved to the U S in Houston, Texas, someplace I used to live. I'm curious. No way. Yeah, I know. You lived in Houston? What part of Houston? I did. I lived in Spring, Texas, so on the north side of the city. But um, I loved my experience in Houston. I... My parents moved us from Houston to Los Angeles, and the first day we got here in Los Angeles, I said, I want to go home. I want to go back. (laughs) I just, there was something about, you know, the Texas food and charm, and of course, now as an adult, I don't know how I survived the heat of Texas, but- I was going to ask you that. I said, so you didn't, you actually missed the heat? (laughs) That's the one thing that prevent, one of the biggest hurdles for me in ever thinking about you know, could we ever move back to Texas? I I just can't get over the heat. It's the heat and the giant cockroaches for me. <laughs> if if you oh, anybody who's oh, ever been to Texas knows, I have horror stories of those. But I'm curious if coming from this unique childhood, how did that a different culture? How did that influence your own money story? Is that some of this as well as what you just described that that have led you to to children having a heart for children led you into starting a business like little fund yeah, i i think so you know i if i had to think really deep about it i um it it all does start at home like the influence the impact that you know your parents or whoever your closest or social circle is that impact that they have on you, that influence that they have on you lives on forever. And um, for me, growing up, my parents stressed three things to my sister and I. They believed that the path to success in life was, um, and regardless of your beginnings, the three, the three things to focus on was karma, a college degree, and saving money. They said this to us all the time. This meant, you know, don't forget, don't forget to help others in need as we have been helped. Um, focus on your education and save as much as you can because financial freedom is power. And of course, you know, they, they started saying to this at a very, very young age. And so this was a seed that they had planted in us from very early on. But also the other thing was I saw it with my own eyes. Um, I could easily see the impact of these things through my parents as a living example. 
coming to America, my parents had no money, no job. They could barely speak the language, but that didn't last long. Eventually, uh, as a family, we were able to acquire each of those things. And they raised my sister and I in what I look back as a very comfortable upbringing. You know, we had our basics, we had the necessities, we had a roof over our head. Uh, great thing about Texas is they've got amazing public schools. And, and my parents saved most of what they earned from their laborious careers. My mom was a tailor. She still is today. Same thing with my dad. He was assembly line worker. Uh, till this day, he is um, uh, working for an oil piping company. And through our, though our upbringing was comfortable, there was always this understanding of like scarcity, like where our money came from, um, how hard my parents worked for it. I could see it. You know, they were, I, I didn't, get to be involved in some of the things that I wanted to be involved in, like brownies or, you know, which is the, the beginning before Girl Scouts and just, you know, or my mom wasn't able to show up to PTA all the time. And so I grew up without a sense of entitlement. Um, I knew we had less, but I was also fine with it. It was never a comparison. It was just that I just knew where we stood. And I also knew how hard my parents had worked to provide uh, for us and what money meant for us. And when I graduated college, I was thankful. My parents gave me the biggest gift um, that they could ever give me, which was starting my next chapter of my life debt-free. Um, in addition to that, I had already worked three jobs in college to save up enough money for myself to see the world, uh, which eventually meant moving off to New York to begin my career. But, you know, that that is a gift that I will never forget because it was really the foundation. It was like they built this foundation for me to take this next really big step in life. And I couldn't have probably done it as well as I did if I didn't have, you know, that, that, that head start, that edge from them. And, um, and, and, and I will remind you, we are in no way, you know, wealthy in terms of like income bracket or anything like that. I would say, you know, growing up, it was middle to lower middle class, but somehow my parents just in discipline were able to save aside enough money for me to go to college. And then also instill that example, that lifestyle or um, that, that financial awareness, they were able to instill that in my sister and I for us to, you know, begin the next chapter of our lives. Um, with the right skills to tackle any financial challenges that have come our way. And, and I think that that's important to like circle back to little fun. That's basically what we're trying to do. We're trying to kind of take, extract a lot of the, um, a lot of the skills and the learning that, you know, my parents tried to give me, or, which was, or they, you know, did it in a way that I didn't know they were, they probably didn't know that they were teaching me, but, you know, just kind of extract some of the things like delayed gratification, planning, um, uh, discipline, uh, impulse control. They were extracting those skills and we're putting it into a product, this gifting platform, so that parents, when they're using little fun, it's really not just a utility. It's about living this lifestyle. Uh, with your children, like helping your children and, and raising your children in a way that is much more mindful 
And I think that that's what's really cool about our community is like we're a community that aspires to set this foundation at birth and onwards. Like we all want to do this. We all want to live this more mindful lifestyle. And it's, it's funny that I, I say this a lot, but, you know, technology typically tries to remove friction from anything that you do. And it's like, yes, we, you know, we're, we are removing some friction. We're removing friction in the utility utilitarian sense of, you know, exchanging money and, and sending off the gift and um, make in doing it in a way that's safe and trackable, but we're adding friction in terms of like, you know, children not having growing up with such quick access to that money. Um, also, you know, adding that delayed gratification where they have to kind of think about it. Same for parents have to think about it a little bit um, plan with goals or, you know, before they just like spend it or let it burn a hole in their pocket. So that's the friction that I think is kind of funny that we are adding back, even though we're, uh, we're supposed to be an innovative technological company. But um, that's, you know, that's how it's all kind of circled in. The impact from my upbringing has really led me on this path that uh, now is a little fun. For sure. Yeah. And walk us through just a little bit, if somebody wants to give a gift on Little Fun, what's the process? How does it work? Um, it's very easy, of course, as I said, but uh, I'll take you through it. So if you want to give a gift to any child, um, you either use their Little Fun link or a parent's email, a guardian's email. If a child doesn't yet have a Little Fun, that doesn't stop you from being able to give a gift. You still continue using that guardian's email, and it works like a gift card for them to redeem into a new little fun. And so, um, you know, giving a gift, I'll explain that process. is like, going, you know, you go on to the platform, you put in the email, um, it'll either find it or it'll let you continue um, as a gift card, and then you choose a goal. Once you choose a goal, you attach an amount to that, um, amount to that goal, and then pick your payment choice, whether it's ACH from your bank account or to uh, if you want to use a credit card, that's fine. And you hit send and it goes to the child's little fund account or it pings the parent like, hey, there's a gift that's waiting for you to be redeemed. And parents can do that in five minutes or less and it's free. And all of our gifts, contributions, collect and track into little fund, which doubles as a child's FDIC insured financial account. This also helps parents skip the bank hassle and the gifts are free, flexible. It, it earns 1% to start um, in compounding cash rewards. Plus soon we are introducing referral rewards. So that's super exciting too. Wow. So super simple. It's super simple to give someone a gift that they could really use to powerfully change their future. I love the idea of that. I love the concept. I think it's fascinating that somebody hasn't thought of this before, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> I think it was, it's one of those things that um, it's so simple, right? You think, why hasn't anyone done this before? And I thought that too, when I was, you know, getting ready to give birth to my daughter and I, I was looking for something like this um, as an alternative to the baby shower, or I was also looking for something like this to set up so that, you know, family and friends who were involved in her life could continue to be involved in a way that was much more meaningful and special to them. And I, I couldn't find it. And I really think it goes back to 
the things that we talked about before where timing has to perfectly align and make sense. It's just the right time now. It's the right generation that is looking for something like this. And um, the, uh, the motivation and the sentiment and the uh, excitement is there from our generation of not only parents, but then those that are surrounding the parents, their village, the gifters, the grandparents, they're, they're looking for ways to, to find a meaningful way to contribute to the child's journey. Wow. Well, Mimi, this has been fantastic. I love the conversation. I think we could talk for a much longer time. Uh, but tell the listeners where they can go to find out a, about Little Fund and to get started if they're interested. Uh, you can check out our website, littlefund.co. It's L-I-T-T-L-E-F-U-N-D.co. And you can get started on there, either as a parent um, creating a little fund for your own child, which takes less than five minutes, uh, or as a gifter to start gifting to any child in your life. Um, that's, that's where you go, littlefund.co. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Millennial Money. I'll be back on Friday with a fresh episode for you to check out. But in the meantime, if you love this episode and you found value in the content we share with you, I totally appreciate it. If you do me a favor, head on over to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. I promise to be your BFF for life.